You are now tuned in to episode 80 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Deitch. Matt, what is happening? Not a whole lot. It is stinking hot outside. It continues to seem to be that way. I am getting sick and tired of it. You know, I enjoy the heat, but this is, yeah. You and, do? And Yeah, I do, but the upper 90s is getting a little wild. No, I can't do it. I don't, I I don't like do standing it. outside and just standing there and sweating. Yeah, no. I, uh, I'm i ready to go ice fishing again. No, no, that can hold off for a long, long time for all I care. I enjoy ice fishing, but don't need it right now. You're a communist. No, that's everybody. There's you all kinds of people. A there's a there's all kinds of people online right now that are going, oh, I can't wait for ice fishing season when it's 90 degrees out. Shut up. That's no, no. Enjoy this. Enjoy it when the weather gets nice. We don't need to have ice fishing for a while yet. But when we get to that point, when it starts getting colder out, then it's kind of like, all right, now it can hurry up and freeze. If it's going to be cold, we might as well have ice fishing. When I'm ice fishing, I'm like, Oh, if I could just go open water fishing and then I'll go open water fishing about two times and I'm ready for ice fishing again. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, you kind of get that way. I don't like, I you said, just want what you can't have. Right. I get, and that makes, that's why we love it up here is like, you know, you get to have both of it and you got to enjoy it when you have it because you don't get to have it the whole year round. That's right. Well, we got, uh, we got a couple things to talk about today. Matt getting himself a brand new pick'em up truck. Well, not a brand new one, but a new one to me. So. New to you. Yeah. New to you. Let's hear about it. New, Come on, uh, tell new, us about it. New tow rig. Got a 2017 Chevy Silverado LTZ. Chevrolet. So. Like a rock. Yep. Dang right. It's, it's nice silver color. Have you I'm, been down to Blake at Rapid Graphics yet to get a full Midwest Angler wrap <laughs> on that thing? It was funny. We were talking about this the other day and. It, it kind of came up and it's like meh so i can get a wrap are you gonna no. sell us the windshield <laughs> yeah there we go you can put fig newtons on one of the parts and and put midwest angler podcast on the other part and i mean even though it will be dangerous and inconvenient i mean you do love this podcast and fig right. newtons so i mean i was gonna get a flag uh, a flag newton a, a fig newton flag and a midwest angler podcast flag and put them out the back end oh that's sweet <laughs> that's sweet <laughs> Yeah, you. Whenever in in any of these small towns on cruise night, there's American flags and other other flags that we're not even going to talk about. Right, all sorts of flags. But uh, we're going to spread but, peace and prosperity. But with this is Fig Newtons right. Midwest Angler podcast. But but this isn't a diesel, so I can't just That's right. romp on it and have that black cloud That's behind right. me. So if you were a diesel driver, you would be a, a smoke blower, wouldn't you? Every every stop. Well, every I stop. thought it's required. It is. It is. I, I thought if you don't, what do they say? Roll coal or roll smoke? Roll coal. Roll coal. Yeah. I mean, the whole entire right side of your boat would be just black <laughs> as night. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, no, we got a cool episode today for you guys. Uh, we've got Darren Amundsen, uh, the creator of the Fish Donkey app, and uh, with uh, our little tournament coming down the pipe. I mean, coming down the pipe. It's here. It's here. It's here. Yep. Yep. I guess. If, if you guys don't know, we are recording this uh, a couple days prior to uh, Monday, the release date, and Monday, the first day of the tournament, but uh, it's officially tournament time, and you know what? It's the first tournament that me and you have actually even fished this whole entire year. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Just time and other commitments have made it tough to get into any tournaments, so that's why these things are so cool. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Do I it mean, on your own time. Yep. I mean, so. if you've got two kids in fifth and sixth grade softball and baseball, you try fitting in a tournament. <laughs> That's right. About stinking impossible. Unless you put a travel hook on a softball or a baseball, it ain't <laughs> happening. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we have got games upon games upon games. And, you know, I, I didn't do a really good job looking forward when we scheduled this tournament. But uh, this is actually the last week of, of baseball for both Aubrey and Grady. So uh, I really should have done it, you know, a week or two from now. But, uh we, we picked this, and uh, me and you are going to get out when we can, and I figure we're going to walk away with the dub. Yeah, hopefully. I think we will. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of everybody else. I, I just think just all around. We're, I am we're, not we're like liking your confidence no, right no, now. No, I'm like saying like all around, we we can hammer all these species of fish. You know, there's, there's some other people in this that, yeah, they might be pretty good at this, but they can't do this. <laughs> they, they ain't as good as us. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Nope, so uh, 
Yeah, speaking of, speaking of, geez, what the heck am I talking about? I already talked about him, Darren Amundsen. Uh, we're going to get over to him and talk about the Fish Donkey app. And we're here today with Darren Amundsen, creator of the Fish Donkey app. Darren, how you doing? I'm doing terrific. Well, awesome. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, we always like to get our uh, shows started off with a couple of random non-fishing related uh, uh, questions. So uh, I got to ask you, if we're going out to a steakhouse tonight and you're getting a salad before your meal, what kind of dressing are you going to put on it? Uh, I just, I guess with my steak, I'd go for the, the Caesar with a little bit of anchovies in it. That's oh, oh, I like oh that. yeah. High class. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> All right, next one. If we get into your vehicle right now, what type of music are you rocking to? Oh, that's a good question. I believe it's, and this sounds bad, but I believe it's on the really old school country station right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, I just, I don't know, sometimes I just I listen to that when I go on road trips. And uh, we were just driving back from Cabotogamon. I'm pretty sure I left it on that. All right. I'm talking old school, like 70s and oh yeah, 70s. Yeah. What's your you know, favorite? Ronnie Millsap. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not my favorite, but yeah. Well, we're from Iowa, so I mean, <laughs> we that's that's on every station here. It's kind of like new radio oh, here. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so. Uh, where did you grow up, Darren, and, and how did you start uh, getting into fishing? Hmm, that's a good question. I, <clears throat> so I grew up in northern Minnesota. Uh, I lived between Lake Vermilion and Pelican Lake, which is pretty much in the middle. I lived in the middle between Cook and Orr. Okay. And <clears throat> I don't remember starting fishing. Um, I was very young. I vaguely remember going in the boat the first time, but I, I know we, there was there's pictures of of me when I'm a kid catching fish, and I don't I don't remember. Um, you know, I remember hanging out on the dock. My grandma had a, a dock on Lake Vermilion and, and catching fish there, and uh, my mom telling me just let it hit the bottom and reel in slow, and you'll get one. And I, remember, I just remember doing that. But I don't, you know. And then my dad actually he got it pretty addicted, I guess. When when I was really young, probably still under under you know eight years old or less, I guess. And uh, I remember going ice fishing with him all the time. Do you so, got Do you have any fish catches from your childhood that just really stick out, like just a, a real big one or, or something really funny, anything crazy? No, uh, not so much me. Um, <clears throat> my brother. Uh, my brother got one. That's just kind of interesting story. Uh, we used to go to this secret musky spot, and oh, yeah. uh, he's younger, and so uh, we would troll, and we start trolling, and he catches bottom, and so we, you know we go back and unhook it, and <clears throat> we start going again, and he catches bottom again in the same spot. I mean, we just we went past it, we come and he catches it again, so we go back and we get it off. And, we start going the third time, and he hooks it again. And I'm like, come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> and so we start driving back to get it off, and we're looking at his rod, and it's, it's not getting slack in it, and it starts bending, and it was a muskie. And it was, uh, it was amazing, right? And we, it was huge. And we don't have a measurement or a weight or anything, but we catch it. And, uh, and I'm, it's a small boat, and... And I have the fish in my hand, so he takes my picture with it. And it's just, it's a fall day, and it's beautiful. There's these nice colors behind me, and it's this great picture of me with this muskie. And then my brother, uh, I hand it over to him, and the thing kind of bucks. And we were eating Cheetos, so we had this big bag of Cheetos on the seat. And this thing hits the bag of Cheetos and just pow, and it's all over it. And so I take his picture, but it's... It's awful. <laughs> it's got this musky. It's all full of Cheetos. It doesn't look good. It looks small. It's like, I don't know how we did that, but it was pretty funny. That's yeah. awesome. You need to get a hold of Cheetos. <laughs> that sounds like a commercial that they, they could rock for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah we didn't eat the rest of those. It's, it's kind of cool. We ask people that a lot of times, and even Scott and my, like, a lot of our favorite 
memories like of catching fish isn't necessarily fish that we've caught but like been the ones we've been a part of i think right. that's kind of always a cool thing yeah it's probably true in general yeah now uh if i if i saw correctly uh a little bit later in life uh, after you grew up you actually went out to mit yeah yeah i went uh so i i got a a job uh uh first in in the mines in northern minnesota as an electrical engineer then i moved to atlanta and i didn't i always wanted to start a company i was just kind of doing uh this electrical engineering to make money and so um i then went to mit to study entrepreneurship and new product and new venture development for high-tech products and uh ever since then i've uh, you know, I, I, after I graduated, actually, I had a job for a couple of years at this, this company that allowed you to live wherever you wanted as, as long as you were near an airport, <laughs> pretty much. And, and I did that, and um, they didn't really have that much work for me the whole, the whole time I was there. Uh, and eventually, the dot-com crash happened, and I lost my job. And so I started my own company, and then I've been working for myself since then. Oh, good nice. for you. Now, what kind of fishing do you primarily do now? You know, I right now I'm just working all the time. Um, I don't. You think you think when you get a job, you know, it's kind of like a dream. Like, yeah, I want to work in the fishing industry. You go fishing more, but I think I've, I fish a lot less now. Uh, I really, you know, one of my favorites is wade fishing on the coast, on the Texas coast, and I love that uh, redfish and trout. Um, but here in Minnesota, now that I'm I'm back in Minnesota. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm starting to really get into smallmouth fishing. Oh yeah! Now you're talking our language. <laughs> now, now let's get, uh, let's get to fish donkey. Uh, how long ago did you start this app? Did you develop it or? Yeah. Well, yes and no, because it's way too much for, uh, for someone to do on their own, and. But the idea came. The idea kind of first started in 2016, and um, I uh, I kind of wrote everything out on spec out exactly how I wanted it to work, and made sure like the database design and everything was going to work work right. And then um, and, and I remember actually solving a really tough tough problem uh, with one of my friends. Uh, and we were on the Texas coast wade fishing, and it was the night before, and everybody sits there and ties up their rods and reels and gets them ready. And it was super hot, and it was dark, and I was and I was having a beer, and I was sitting there trying to figure figure out something uh, before I could go to the next step and how, how this was all going to work. And it was like an eureka moment, and I wrote it down, and then we went fishing. I don't remember what we caught, but uh, after that, um, you know, I started sketching the whole thing out. And you have to have developers because it's way too much for one person. You, you have to, we did a native app. And so that means um, it's, it's not like something pre-canned that's easy to develop. We had to go do everything from scratch uh, for both Android and for iPhone, you know, and those are all different languages. And then you have to interact with the database on the back end, uh, you know, over the internet. And then you have to host it in the cloud and you have to have a website front end. So there's like all these different developments that you need a lot of expertise at. So it's, it's a lot of uh, work. And it, it took, uh, you know, it didn't work that fast at it, but it took about a year. So it wasn't ready until the end, towards the end, kind of missed the whole summer of uh, 2017. Now, like, were you, were you secretive when you were doing this because you didn't want anyone else to, to come up with something no. similar? Or, I mean, did, did you have anybody, like, when you were developing it, being like, oh, that's never going to work, and, and you were just kind of like, well, you just wait and see? Or, or you know, how, how did that go? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no one ever said that's not going to work. Uh, some people said, yeah, it's a s- small market maybe, but um, I, I didn't. I don't think it is, actually. No, it's, got, it's gotten a lot bigger, um, right. too, because – Something's happened uh, that's made it even bigger than the actual tournament market. I think we're probably maybe 10 times bigger than the actual existing tournament market, but we can talk about that later. But no one ever really, you know, said, 
that it wasn't going to work. Um, I didn't, and I wasn't secretive about it because I don't think <clears throat> um, I don't think that you can you can work on your idea if you're trying to be too secretive. And because uh, if if you have an idea for a product and you can't talk about it, then how are you going to do it? It's one thing. And then if you sit around and wait and try to patent it, someone else is already has the same idea as you. Uh, you're not, if your idea is not that unique. Maybe they'll patent it. Maybe they won't. But especially with software, it's like you just need to build it and you need to build it and be faster than anyone else who's going to try to copy you because uh, they will, I guess. But just try to keep going faster than they can and that way you stay ahead of them. That's right. my theory on it. Yeah, no, that's that's probably a spot-on theory. What what's been the yeah. what's been the single biggest challenge that you've had through all of this? Um, well, I guess it's because so like when when we came out uh, at towards the end in 2017, we really have not changed our product all that much since then. Like it worked right out of the box, and there's some. You know, we added selfie buttons and improved things. Um, but in general, it was usable right away uh, without errors. And I think the biggest, it wasn't used. You know, and the, and the biggest challenge, I think, has been, has been like um, being an unknown person in the fishing industry. And then uh, not, I mean, I really didn't, I never fished tournaments. I didn't really know any of the players in the tournament industry. I uh, just built this because I thought it was cool and I wanted to, and I thought it, you know, it was a good idea, um, and so that kind of gives that gave us a slow start because so like that whole first that first year 2017 uh, I knew Darren Trollseth I don't know if you know him but oh, yeah, absolutely past past guest on the show oh yeah and he's terrific I think he's maybe the big the best big fisherman. Big fish fisherman in Minnesota, in my opinion. Oh, I want to he's, uh, he's visionary. <laughs> yeah, he's visionary, and you know he's he's really something. And he, uh, I happened to know him only because uh, I went to the same hometown as him, <laughs> and we played on the same basketball team. Oh wow! And so, uh, yeah, so he just right away saw our product and started using it. And I, I don't think you know none of none of his actual participants were all that excited about it. Um, he wouldn't get. He didn't get much participation, and in fact, like the whole first two years, uh, I mean, you know, like 2017, the rest of it, and then all of 2018, we only had like, you know, I could look it up, but I, I want to say we had like uh, 36 connected accounts, which is uh, connected account means you're like someone who can take payments for a tournament, which means 36 tournament directors who were you know, serious about not running free tournaments, but getting paid, paid entries, which is not very many. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, last month we had 63 just in the one month. Wow. So it's like uh, grown a lot since then. And in fact, at the beginning, even of, so that would be 2019 in January, we had 3,000 users and now we just passed 36. So from, from the beginning of January 2019 till now, we went, uh, more than 10 more than 12 times wow now obviously uh with the things that are going on in the world uh covid uh this has really kind of played in to benefit your tournament style would you say yeah um it has and it so it both hurt us and helped us because when we first uh when it first came out we we were planning on running the minnesota governor's cup which is a a big deal. Yeah. I, I thought we'll get some publicity, and we had some other high-profile events that we had worked on all winter, uh, and they all got canceled. And it was like, wow, these big events are getting canceled. This is really a downer. We're going to have a bad summer, and and no one was really coming to us yet. Um, but um, we had these. Uh, There's uh, out in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, we had these guys using us, and and they. Someone came to my co-founder, who is also my wife, uh, Bonnie, and said, hey, we want to run this with this virtual event. Can you guys do a virtual boat check, too? And we were like, yeah. Then here's how you can do uh, 
you know, a digital boat check, you can check your, uh, you know, all the, all the boat cavities and, and video it and it'll be authentic. And we know, you know, that's an actual, we know when exactly it was taken and that that's how everybody starts their, their day in those tournaments. And so they start doing that and the word just spread because it was a pretty high profile tournament and everybody started using us after that, especially from that area. But now it's, it's spread out more, you know, regionally and nationally too. Well, plus, plus we had, uh, Ike, um, like yeah, I can yeah. only, oh, yeah. unrelated to COVID. So he, he's been terrific. Um, but that's unrelated to COVID, you know, that he started, started using us. And in fact, I think his tournament, um, the participation probably would have been a lot better if it wasn't, if it wasn't during the pandemic. And right. the same thing with Aaron Weeb. Aaron Weeb had another one this spring that I think the, the numbers were depressed because of the, you know, people not wanting to travel, yeah. uh, to their fishing in fishing lakes and, um, but you know, it's uh, overall we we're still growing, and um, we're really happy with the uh, with the amount of activity we're seeing right now. Absolutely. Have Have you run into any issues with people like cheating using the app or anything like yeah. that in tournaments? Yeah. Um. So let's see. Well, you know, we we have anti cheating software, so. Every once in a while, that goes off, and what I've noticed is that's just unintentional. Okay. Um, so, like, if you basically if you try to use our our app controls the camera, and so we call it anti-cheating technology, but it it's like we're encrypting, we're doing processing, and we're doing some things to the photos when we take them, and and so we have you know GPS locations as a part of that, uh, but we can also tell the exact date and time. And, and we don't just have the date, time of the photo. We have the date and the time. We have audio. We have all this stuff. So we can we can really look at an entry and manually and see if it's if it's authentic. But also, if, uh, if digitally is examined and if like even the lighting has changed or anything like that, uh, it just you know if someone erased a pimple or just cropped a photo, it it gets rejected and a, uh, and a message goes to the tournament host. Um, so we've had that, but then, you know, we've also had things that, that can't be detected, uh, by that, like, um, people using, uh, ex, ex, like foldable and extendable measuring boards oh, okay. and not extending them all the way. Uh, people fishing, uh, out of season, like on an Indian reservation and, or in a place that's not publicly available, uh, and it's kind of cheating or maybe just not following the rules. It's like you couldn't say, yeah, you were cheating because you didn't extend the board all the way. I think they were. Uh, but they say, oh, I didn't realize that. Like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> kind of. Scott does that all the time. Be, oh, yeah. It right. happened to be about two inches and you happen to win by two inches. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. But, yeah. Now, what are some of the things that you've done to get this app in front of people? Like, are you going to trade shows or, I mean, you know, did you reach out to Mike Iaconelli and say, hey, you know, here, here's an opportunity? Uh, you know, what are some of the things that you've done? Yeah, so um, trade shows, yes, and those are just kind of fun. I don't think they have – I don't think we, – we don't really – you know, we don't have anything to sell, so – and we don't spend any money on marketing. Um, we have gone to some trade shows. Uh, but they're effective in that you get to meet people, and we need to meet people since we're new in the fishing industry. Um, and, you know, we're starting to meet people now. And so that has been a help. Um, and, like, Mike Iaconelli, I just I, – I went to a conference, and I saw him speak, and I thought, you know, there's this guy has a lot of energy, and this – and he's he's spot on in what he was talking about. He's talking about the fishing industry. And I was like, he's he's awesome. And I thought, when the conference is over, I'm gonna talk to him. And so I, I looked the other way and I looked back at the end, and boom, he was gone. And I was like, oh crap, I missed him. <laughs> I missed him. And, and I was looking around. I was like, I didn't know how he vanished so fast. And so then there was another like speaker after that, and it was um. I don't remember who it was, but it was really boring. And so I went out into the into the lobby area, and I was I was talking to a guy Matt Jollymore, 
and uh, I enjoy talking to him. He's a good person. And uh, so I was talking to him and eating brownies or drinking coffee or something. And we look, and and, and there's Mike Iconelli standing over on the side of him and his agent, and they're just they're chatting. And I was like, wow, I'm going to go over and talk to him. So I just went over and said, hey, I, I uh, wonder if you'd like to fish, you know, with your fans. And he's like, yeah. And so we started talking about it, and, and, and they went forward with it. It's been really good for us, and, and I believe they really like it too. Right. That's cool. Very cool. Uh, how did you come up with the name Fish Donkey? Yeah, so uh, once you hear it, a donkey is a large fish. Yep. And so you'll see, you know, it's like, hey, that's a donkey. And the first time I heard it, I was like, what are you talking about? And my, my friend said, hey, that's a donkey. And I was like, no, it's not. It's just it's a, it's just big. And he's like, no, it's a donkey. I was like, okay. And, and after I heard it and we were looking for names for the company at the same time, I was like, okay, uh, we wanted something that's unique that we could buy the URL and I don't want to have to spell it or do, cause I had these other companies where you have to like explain something. It's always difficult. You have to explain it. And then there's a lot of, there's a lot of names out there, um, that, you know, sound the same. And especially in the fishing industry, there's like so many like innovation names and all this that, and I was like, I, did, I wanted to avoid that. I wanted to be something really unique. Um, and then we also, we had this donkey sound that we play when you're, so, so the donkey is a big fish. And when you get the big fish, the biggest fish, and you overtake the leaderboard position, it plays the donkey notification out to everybody. I was like, yeah, well, all that's kind of cool. So we'll go with fish donkey. That must be a northern Minnesota deal because uh, I, I watch uh, some of the YouTubers and, you know, they hook into a big fish and, oh, it's a donkey, it's a donkey. And I don't know that. We, <laughs> we, uh, I haven't heard that down here in Iowa, but uh, I love it. I, I mean, I'm going to use it all the time. And I'm, I, I, feel, I feel like next week uh, when me and Matt are uh, in this tournament versus all the listeners, I feel like we're going to hear that donkey noise a lot. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, so the the donkey noise itself. Um, my dog hates that. My my dog my dog has passed away, but we it started out it was fine, <laughs> but after a while, because when you're doing testing, it's like it's always going up. My dog grew to just hate that noise. <laughs> so you just get up and run around the house and bark at everything. <laughs> it was funny. Mm. Um, I'm sure mine. But I've too. heard that. I, you know, I've been places and heard. And, and been in a, a, a room before pre-COVID stuff, of course. But I was in a room with a lot of people, and all of a sudden I heard the donkey noise go off. It was someone's phone, you know, and, it, and I was like, oh, someone here is a user, but I never found who they were. But I thought it was pretty funny that it went off. Yeah. Nice. Um, now, now, like I said, you know, this, this coming week, me and Matt are, are having a tournament where we're versing our uh, um, listeners, for say, and... Uh, like when I, when I was setting up the tournament, uh, you know, immediately I got a text message right after I sent it. And, you know, your wife, uh, sent out a text message said, if you have any problems, uh, whatever, I mean, you guys are staying really busy. If, if, uh, if anyone that's running these tournaments can call or text you and, and, you know, you guys help them through, uh, I mean, how, how much time do you spend helping out these tournament directors? That's good. Uh, it, it depends. Uh, it's like you know the big. The it seems like the more the more important it is to them, uh, the more time we end up spending just because they'll have more questions. And I think I think that's good. Um, you know because so eventually, eventually all these things will be more automated where there's more tutorials where you you can kind of get your own questions answered. Um, but right now, it's really good because it helps us understand what the what the points are in the software that people need help with and what they don't understand, and and so it's not that bad, uh, really. I mean, I mean, she's on the phone right now with someone. I can hear her talking. Um, and we we work we work all the time though. Don't get me wrong. Like we've we've been working uh, without any days off for like since March. Uh, and you know, it's our, it's our day. I would say it's our day job and it's our night job and it's our weekend job. So and holidays. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and it's surprising. Um, so 4th of July is, uh, what Saturday, I bet that'll be one of our, our less busier days just because 
everybody's out fishing. All right. <laughs> nope. So it's like after that, that Sunday, we might get a lot of calls <laughs> because people people will be out fishing and then they'll start thinking about their next tournament. Now, how how hard is it? You know, I I found it to be so easy at first. We when when me and Matt kind of pitched this idea to each other that we were going to have this tournament. I I wasn't interested at all at getting one of these apps to do it. I, I'll be honest, you know. And uh, then I had a message from a guy, and he's like, man, you should use the Fish Donkey app. And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know if people are going to be able to use this, whatever. And I just couldn't believe how easy it was to set up. I mean, you guys had all the rules and, and everything right there. I mean, I did it from my phone in a matter of minutes, and and I mean, I just, when I got done with it, I was like, wow, this is really a neat product. Like, I mean, I was, I was just really surprised at how easy it was to use. And, uh, I mean, have, has that been a challenge for you to, you know, to hear yeah. people say, you know, ah, you know, I don't want to use an app and for you to be like, guys, it's easier than what you think. Oh, that has been, I think a challenge because, uh, some other I, apps out there give us a bad name, I I think. Uh, you know, and, and they, there's sometimes people call and they, like, have these questions about, like, well, what do you do when there's an outage? And how, how you know, what will happen in this case? And it's like, we, we don't have any outages. <laughs> we have it backed up. It's on AWS. We, and actually, to be honest, if, if we did have an outage, your phone would still record uh, all your fish. And... Because it'll work without internet, so it'll still run on your phone. It doesn't need, you know, any service until you get back into a Wi-Fi area. Then it'll hook up. But, but anyway, I think that has been a challenge because uh, other apps and people kind of expect apps to have bugs in them, right? Right. They, yeah, it has. And then, and then, you know, they'll think like, oh, well, I don't want to deal with that. So, yeah, that that's been a little bit of a, a challenge. But I keep, you know. I think overall it's a lot easier. Like the more you use it to run a tournament, the the real challenge is getting everybody to download the app and join, and and, and then and then having them enter their fish. And after they figure out, you know, the very first time, no one will read the instructions, and which is understandable because I don't either. <laughs> and the very first time they'll go out and they they won't use the app to take the photos. They'll just take them on their camera, and then when they get back home, they'll figure, they'll be like, okay, now how do I send these in? And it's like, well, no, you need to take them with the app. That's how anti-cheating technology works is you have to use the app to, to control the photos. So that's that's like the challenge, just getting people to do it. And after they do it the first time or two, then, you know, they're like, hey, this, is, this isn't too bad, and it's actually very easy for the tournament host because we, we get guys uh, who go out and they have a 40-person tournament, and they go out and they, they fish in the tournament. And, you know, they come back and then they verify that. So like in a weigh-in tournament, you'd have to weigh every fish at the end of the day, right? You have to weigh every one of them. Uh, but in this kind of a tournament, all the results are pre-sorted. So from largest to smallest already, our stringers are all pre-calculated. You can just, ver- if it's a top three winners, you can just verify the top three and you'll be done. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think this is the way of the future? Do you think weigh-in tournaments will eventually go away and it'll all be done on the phone like this? Or I don't know. Um, whether it is or not, I don't, I don't know. I think more and more tournaments will start doing this because it's better for fish. Right. Uh, and it's easier to run. And the costs are lower for the tournament director. So they don't have to have these H2O water scales and tents and all these different kind of things. And so it lowers the cost, uh, you know, and the payouts are better. So there's all these things, and this, and this is only just for the traditional tournament market, you know, that I'm talking about. So I, I think <clears throat> right now it's really a hard sell because you've got all these really successful uh, tournament trails that are already doing weights, and to ask them to change is really hard because it's a big, big risk. Uh, and, but, you know, I think as new tournaments, tournament trails come up, they'll start replacing those old ones, and pretty soon we'll get more and more. Um, but what I think is, in my opinion, what's really going to take off is there's something like, I call it promotional tournaments. And and so there's challenges with, with everything. With a promotional tournament, you're getting 
more amateur users. But I think that's what I'm saying. It's like that's a bigger market um, because in the U.S., there's 40 million anglers and there's 6.7 million tournament anglers. And there's 40 million anglers, only 6.7 million are tournament anglers. So that's not, you know, that big of a market. But when you start adding in all the amateurs, because anyone can compete in a promotional tournament, you can, you, 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 because you now don't have to be at the boat ramp at 7 a.m. for a boat check, and you don't need to be there at 3.30 p.m. for a weigh-in, you can now fish any day you want. So we can run a one-week tournament, and you can fish any day you want. That enables everybody to get out and compete and have fun with it. And you don't have to be in this small geographic area. You can be anywhere. So it's, uh, it's, it's enabling a new kind of tournament where a large retailer or someone, a, uh, an Aaron Weeb, a YouTube star, and Mike Iconelli can run a tournament with all of their fans nationwide. And so it's, it's, that is something I think that's going to, to – it's a new market. These tournaments don't currently exist, not in this kind of form at all. And so that's, that's what I think is going to be a really big growth in the future. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was setting up our tournament, uh, I had to click what state I was in, and then it asked me what body of water, and I put anywhere. Now, with, with me clicking Iowa – Right now on our settings, if somebody enters a fish from South Dakota, is that not going to be all right? Or can we do the whole entire upper Midwest? Yeah, so it's kind of, um, that state is in there for for searching, and it's not really used. So, like right now, it's it's a part of it, but you, you can also enter, like, other for your state. Um, and if you just say, if in the body of water, if you just define it as, global or nationwide or, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, South Dakota, North Dakota or something. It's like you you just define it how you want. And the software is not going to uh, police that. Okay. Uh, Yeah. It's it. it, So the way we handle, so people, you probably don't like to share your fishing spots, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And so, uh, so people. I don't. In fact, I don't even want to see anybody when I'm on the lake. I wish they'd go find their own lake. Yeah, I never. I've never uh, understood that when we get to the boat ramp and other people are there. It's like, what are you guys doing? This is our lake. How dare you be here? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is my lake. Yeah. No. So, so the way we treat the GPS location is, it's kind of like a lie detector, and. We won't ever share your spot, and no one ever looks at your spot. It's encrypted and stored away, but we have it. And so if the tournament director says, hey, we, we don't think Matt was on the right lake today, then we can go back and we'll check. I'm the only one who has access to it right now. And so I can, I'll check, and I would just say yes or no. I won't say where you were fishing. I'll just say yes he was on the Red River, or no, he wasn't. Oh, well, cool. get ready, because Matt is a stinking cheater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I do. Treble hook and yeah. heavy weight. <laughs> Ripping way. Now, you said that this was your job. Uh, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how, how do you guys make money on this app? Oh, yeah. So, it's, so we don't run free tournaments. Uh, we, we have test tournaments that are free. Um, otherwise it's, it's paid, it's a paid participation. And we, the normal way, we have a couple ways we can charge. We also have subscriptions, like we're running subscriptions for high school so they can use it unlimited, um, to run their tournaments. Uh, but the normal way to make money is if it's a a $100 tournament, we add a fish donkey fee on top of that. So it's a hundred dollars. It turns out to be seven. That fee varies. So it would be $107 for the participant. So when they sign up, they pay 107. Fish Donkey keeps the seven and the tournament host still gets the 100. So essentially to run a tournament doesn't cost you anything. Even with a participation fee, uh, you don't have to pay anything. You, you do lose a little bit to the credit card fee when people join and that's about 3%. Yep. Uh, uh, but other than that, you know, you get the full you get the full 100, and it keeps track of 
the participant list. It's got tools in there, so you can you can text all. You can text everybody in your tournament if you need to talk to them. Uh, it's just it's it makes it easy for people to sign up and pay, and it doesn't cost the tournament host anything. So that's why we're we're hoping when people use it, they look at it and say, oh wow, okay, I can I can run a tournament, and and the cost is a lot lower for me to run this tournament. That that was a neat feature that you, that you just mentioned there. Uh, when I was looking in to see how many people had signed up, you know, it, they obviously have to have an email address, and I can also see their uh, phone number. And yeah, like you said, there's a text all or email all. So if I wanted to email or text all the participants, I can do that at the touch of a button. That's that's a really neat feature that I wouldn't have personally thought of. Yeah, that's been a big people like that one. Yeah. Now, now you said that there was no free tournaments. Now, in my understanding, what I created was a free tournament. Is there, is there a fee on that, or, or since it's my first one, it's a test, or how does that work? Uh, so the first one is a test, and it's so you can try it, um, and then also uh, it's limited. So if it's a if it's a zero, I didn't look at your tournament, but if it's a zero entry fee, it'll be limited to 10 people. Um, and if you need to, you can go in and set an entry fee. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and there's, a, there's other limitations on a, on a zero dollar one is it, we had to limit it, limit the time of it because this, uh, people were making these. When we, when we first started, there was just a, a payment, like a minimum payment for everybody, but we didn't have it set up really for, for, for free. Um, but we we started by wanting to give it to high schools uh, for free, and we thought, well, kids can't pay, so we'll just we'll let them do it for free. But then everybody started doing it for free, and there were all these really long uh, tournaments, like someone will start one in January and go all the way through December, which, by the way, even though you can do it, it isn't that fun um, because I, I've had people tell me they forgot they even joined that tournament, right. <laughs> and then you haven't, you know, and if you don't pay anything you don't have any stake in the game and it's just like, it's not that important and people take poor photos and stuff. But even if you just have a small fee, like a $5 entry fee, people start caring more. They remember they're in it. It's like kind of, it's somehow more exciting to pay right. uh, and, and have a chance to win. Right. You, get, get for, yeah, you have free. some skin in the game. And right. And then, and then having a time limit too, they're just, uh, it's that ad, ad, yeah. added extra thing there. That's just kind of like, Oh, okay. We got to get yeah. done by now. Yeah, I mean, I think if it goes longer than a month, it starts getting uh, stale. Right. Well, uh, no, I, we really appreciate you uh, taking time. Like I said, uh, I I think that app is awesome. Uh, you guys did a really awesome job at, at making a simple app, but yet I think it's going to be really effective. And, and yeah, I, I really think Fish, Fish Donkey is going to be a household name here in, in, you know, in the next few years. Uh, I don't know, you know, the, with the uh, – with the things like this virus and everything else, you know, weigh-in tournaments aren't uh, aren't around as much as what they, you know, were right. even a year ago. And, and I just, I really think that this app is is uh, possibly the way of the future. Uh, I I sure hope so, and we're working hard at it, and um, it's been a lot of fun. So I, uh, I, it seems like it's really starting to take off now. Yeah, So we're happy cool. about that. Very cool. Well, Darren, uh, we appreciate you taking time out, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for this coming week uh, where me and Matt get to uh, beat down on some of the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Uh, we'll watch for Matt with his extendable boards and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you make sure that anti-cheating technology's up. Well, heck, he's he's on my team. He's yeah, on my team. I'm on your team. So you make sure the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. All right. Well, thank you very much, Darren. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye, guys. There he goes, the fish donkey himself, Darren Amundsen. Very cool. Yeah, that was – you know, I'm one of those guys that he was kind of talking about as far as, you know, being a little hesitant about an online deal like that. Just because, like, techno – I'm still not, like, big on technology and stuff like that. And sometimes you're just like, no, that sounds way too – it's way too difficult. But in all reality, it's real easy. I mean, I <laughs> – I got it all downloaded and signed you up did that while, right we're now just, while we're doing it. So, I mean, right, right. No, and, and I mean, 
congratulations to you for getting rid of that Razor phone. I mean, you just got rid of the flip phone, what, two or three weeks ago? No, I still had that Nokia Nokia yeah. one that <laughs> yeah you you were playing snake any chance you got dang right I don't know why they don't have the antenna that pulls out anymore <laughs> I, like why'd they get rid of that my reception is terrible now. I need four inches more service <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that golly that it really is a cool deal and and I cannot stress to you guys enough how easy it truly was for me to download download the app and get that tournament set up i mean it, it uh if, if, if any of our listener listeners are ever thinking about running a tournament thinking, oh this is a no-brainer yeah thinking about man it'd be fun to have some type of tournament like this i mean you can do anything i mean if you want to do a catfish tournament if you want to do a carp tournament i mean you can do i mean the, the possibilities are really right darren endless. you know he met, mentioned past guest darren troseth who uh you know like he said is just a big fish wizard up there in minnesota but I think Darren does catfish tournaments through it. He does a sturgeon uh, tournaments through it. And, I mean, it is cool. I mean, you got a live leaderboard right there. I mean, you know, especially like for a whole weekend tournament or whatever. You know, yeah, are me and Matt big-time guys, you know, that love the fish weigh-ins? Like, there's, there's something awesome about a fish weigh-in. I don't think it's ever going to go away unless... I don't know, animal rights activists or something like that get involved, you know, who knows these days. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think it's cool. I, I, I like, you know, kind of like the 39 hours deal. Yep. You know, I mean, when you look at the 39 hours videos, you know, they're out there and all of a sudden they're like, dude, so-and-so just caught a, you know, a 32-inch walleye. Like, oh my, you know, boom, you know, now all of a sudden we're done walleye fishing because we know like, in this body of water, you know, we're not catching a 32. So, I think so you it, switch and I mean, it just, it, 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 it changes strategy. Right. And, it changes the up your mindset so much because you could be out there fishing all day, like in just a regular way in tournament. And you're like, oh man, you're real confident. And you're like, you know, with this, you weigh it in and you know, you have the biggest fish and you're sitting there fishing and all of a sudden you hear the donkey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you're just like, ah, oh. I've got a donkey that lives by here. Yeah, like, you do. <laughs> I mean, I, me and Matt have been sitting out like after we're recording one of these episodes, sitting out on my driveway, and is it's probably like a quarter mile away that uh, there there's a farm place, and yeah, every once in a while you hear that donkey going. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I've had like you know what 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 was that? <laughs> and it's like uh, <laughs> them guys over there got a donkey. Yeah, oh, all right. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's God, I, I think it's cool. I love the term donkey. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Sobe uses donkey all the time. You know, when, whenever he catches anything probably above four pounds, you know, donkey, it donkey, I got a donkey, <laughs> whatever. And I don't know. I just, I just think it's fun. I think it's got to be a Minnesota term, though. Like I said earlier, I, I don't know. It's one of those that just kind of comes and goes, I think. You've heard of it before? Oh, yeah, I've heard it before. Well, you're from Minnesota. So. You're from north of the border. <laughs> Minnesota. That's right. That's right. I'm not talking bad about you. No, I know you're not. You're giving me that look like. No. I don't know, like, you're going to try to hockey check me up against the wall <laughs> when we're walking up the stairs out of this podcast studio. Lose a couple teeth. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. I'd grow a mullet if I did lose a tooth. I, I couldn't grow a mullet, so. <laughs> <laughs> you could you no. could you got the reverse mohawk going yeah i got the reverse yeah the reverse mohawk the opposite of a high and dry <laughs> that's right oh. not much not, not much down the center center but i can hit both sides of the plate <laughs> <laughs> oh man no i i don't know i i never we should have asked him if people can join like if you're listening to this episode on monday or tuesday morning and and you know the tournament obviously starts on monday i feel like you can still join and he did mention that that it was capped at 10 people and i just looked and we've got 11 people in the tournament as of right now a few days out so i i got a message that i think it's actually 20 on the first test run so if anyone gets charged I don't know. We'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out. Settle down, Matt. That's right. All right. Well, uh, some news out in the real fishing world. Uh, FLW has right. uh, has has moved some of their tournaments due to a lot of COVID up like in the in the northeast part of the country. And uh, 
I don't know if any of you guys realize this, but the Bassmaster Elite Series has its next three tournaments going on up in New York, and New York just put into law that if you travel to New York from any of the southeastern states, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And I don't know if you know where 90% of the Bassmaster <laughs> Elite Series field is from. Like, the states in, in, in question are... Arkansas, Alabama, Texas, Florida, those states right there. That's a, that's a vast majority of them. 90%. Right. 90% right then and there. Right. So I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of hoping that some of these tournaments get re, not rescheduled for say, but are moved to somewhere where the COVID isn't quite as much of a problem. Right. I don't know if you if you're picking Some, up what I'm putting some, down. Somewhere a little closer in the Midwest. The upper Midwest, I think uh Lacrosse, Wisconsin could be a really good one. I think somewhere out in South Dakota on the Missouri River could be a really good one. Minnesota up up north has got a lot of really big lakes. That's I, right. And and they got to make it a smallmouth fishery. Yeah. I think they've got to because New York, I mean these people are going to be dinging biggie smallies. And I just feel like you can't have, you got to move it to a smallmouth fishery. Am I right? Or one that could be both. I mean, I could see them, you know, if not New York, like Champlain is right there in Vermont. I could see it moving there. They've fished that many of times. There's been a lot of big tournaments on that one. Uh, The FLW, they moved theirs to Lake Erie, I think. So um, I could see them hit maybe one of the Great Lakes or something. But I just... I think that they need to get over in this area because it's an untapped it's, gym. Well, they've been here before and I think they've seen how popular it really is, you know, and how people, how it is kind of a lifestyle in this part of the country. So, all right, Matt, make a deal with me right now. If the Bassmaster elite series comes here to the upper Midwest, are we going to go in Marshall? As long as I'm not on vacation. As long as you're not... When are you going on vacation? A couple weeks. The 18th. July 18th. So, it'd be one of them. Not That'd all of them. It'd be one of them. Well, I've already ran it by Jeremy Kay's wife. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Jeremy Kay's in. We're going to do it. We're going to go be marshals. It'd be such a fun experience. If you could get paired up with any Elite Series angler, who would you pick? Any elite series. Well, I mean... Well, is there any Swind- other series? Swindle would obviously Swindle? would be... A, Swindle's your dude? Uh, it'd be just... I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch him, <laughs> to see what he does, and just... I. It's going to either be you're going to be laughing all day, or you're going to be thinking, I have got to... I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to stay out of this dude's way. Right. I think I would be laughing so hard, there'd be ripples going oh, away from I the know, boat. I know. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. he. I mean... You would have 25 gut busters in, <laughs> in the first three hours. Like, just some of the stuff he says, and then you mix in that accent. That's and, right. I mean, when those guys, when those Southerners get on a roll, I mean, you can't even understand it. It's like you they're not even speaking the English language. No, just the language they know. Yeah, right. Uh, last year, when, when we were out in La Crosse, Wisconsin, uh, Matt Locher, who's from down in uh, uh, Louisiana, uh I ended up sitting next to his wife on the uh, boat ramp, and she was saying that when he gets together with his family, she's from Mississippi, right? You know, <laughs> but when he gets together with his family, she said, "I can't understand a lick of what they're saying." Like, I mean, she said, "It's no longer English." Like yep. they they just kind of go off. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to who, this tournament. Who would you? Oh, who wanna, would I? Who would I? Bill Lowen. Oh, Dollar Bill. Dollar Bill. I, I just feel like me and him would be snacking all day. <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, I got a feeling that he's going to chug some dooskies with me. And, That's right. And, I mean, we're going to, like, all of a sudden he's going to go up to the front of his boat and he's going to kind of look back at me and I'm going to reach into my backpack and I'm going to pull out some Twinkies and he's going to pull out some Ho-Hos and it's going to be like, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> let's trade Doritos and... I mean, he's going to catch a big fish, and, you know, just like Darren said, there's going to be Cheetos everywhere. I mean, that's what this boat is just going to be a freaking snack cabinet. 
I, I, that's what I think. I don't know. I really like Bill Lowen. I love fighter too. You know, being a, a Minnesota guy, I'd, I'd love to be with Bob Downey, you know, the Johnson right. boys, Gussie, all them dudes. I, I would say, you know, the Southern guy, I, I, you know, if you're going to go two, three days, you know, hopefully you get, well, that's one of the things they're talking about that the same marshals could potentially be with the same people the whole entire time, which isn't bad. Right. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they haven't changed that. Well, and there's also a chance that they don't have marshals, period. Right. Back to the old way of doing yep. it. Ah, God dang it. That'd one, be our is, luck. They is, would come to the upper Midwest and wouldn't have marshals. Right. Is there anybody that you wouldn't want to be in the boat with? Is there anybody that I wouldn't want to be in the boat with? And to Marshall? Mm. On the Elite Series, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one guy who I just cannot stand. Chris Grow. Chris, <laughs> Chris Grow is, I don't know. Last year when Matt fished that Bassmaster Open in lacrosse, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, help with the weigh-ins and Chris Grow just thought that he was kind of above everybody else, and uh, yeah, I don't know. He didn't. He he wasn't willing to carry his fish off the stage. Golly, I don't want to sit here and badmouth people. I really don't. But I'm telling the truth. So, yeah, he he got off the stage, and when I handed him back his fish bass or bag of fish, he uh, he kind of looked at me like, "What do you what do you want me to do with that?" And I was like, "Well, you got to carry him out there onto the dock and." Bring right. him to that pond You're not too. at the elites right now. Right. And uh, he kind of looked at me like, well, dude, I'm I'm Chris Grow, And I'm like, dude, I don't really care because you suck. <laughs> no, because this, uh, this is my job. I'm, I've got to stay here and get the next <laughs> well, one. Well, that's just it. Like, I mean, dude, I'm just doing what, what, what is that tournament director's name? Um, Chris Bowes. Chris Bowes. Yep. Yeah, I'm just doing what he told me to do. That's so, right. I mean, like, I, I'm sorry. I mean, you want to I work it. for Bass. You don't. <laughs> right? You see this yellow hat I got on? <laughs> Means something around That's here. Right. So, no, I don't know. I And who knows? I could meet him again, and he could be just the coolest right. dude could, of all time. You could get out there in the you, boat, and you just never know. It's just how, like, your first impressions of him. Right. I mean, him once. He, he didn't have a good day fishing out there. It was hot. I mean, you know. I'm sure, you know, both of us have had those times where you come off, you know, you meet somebody, you, you see them for five, ten seconds, and, you know, it, it. I'm sure we came off wrong. So, you know, maybe if I had a cup of coffee with that dude, I'd think he's the coolest dude I ever met. But right now I'll say that he's in the bottom of the bucket for me. <laughs> so, no, otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I don't have anybody who I wouldn't want to be in the boat with. So, yeah, I don't know. You got anything else to talk about? Oh, my God. Gosh, good news story of the week. Good news story of the week. What do you got? Because I'm sitting here kind of drawing a blank. I'm trying to think here. I'm just gonna what say. I've seen. I haven't been looking at the news a whole lot lately. So, Well, with that, we'll just say happy birthday, America. That's right. It 1776, 2020. It's a long time ago. What, what birthday is it? Hold on. Hold on. Getting out the handy-dandy calculator. Can't just do it in your head. Well, I can't. I was going to say, feel free. 244. 244. Years young. Years young. That's right. 244 years young for the U.S. of A. Love it or leave it, USA number one. Golly, I I just, I really feel like we need to have a good news story to, to close this sucker out. And I'm just, I'm just purely drawing a blank. Yeah, I haven't... I mean, I've been seeing a lot of people getting out and having some big fish catches. Yeah, Brian Hale, uh, he had a, a big he had yellow a, bass. Yeah, a monster yellow bass. Yeah, somebody in the boat caught. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if that uh, wasn't one of those hybrids that, you know, I saw that you right. had asked if it was a hybrid and whatever, but I don't know. I guess we're drawing a blank on that. Give us a mulligan on this. Maybe we'll tell you <laughs> two of them next week. We're going we're gonna to tell you a really good one next week about how good our fishing was over this week. That's and, right. Uh, you know, how our, it, our how good, it felt to win I can't the even, fish donkey tournament. Right. I can't even wait for our good news story of the week to be, uh, yeah, we, we took home the dub on the tournament, and I guess I'll just keep all the prizes right here at, <laughs> right here at the uh, podcast studio uh, in our... At the headquarters. Headquarters. Midwest Angler HQ. <laughs> Alrighty, well, that is it. That's episode 80. I can't, you know what? My good news story is that we made 80 episodes. 80 episodes. Uh, we didn't kill each other. 
yet. But we didn't give up. This episode ain't over yet. Perseverance. <laughs> All right. Battled through a lot. I, I'm, I can hit the quit button right now. <laughs> right now. All right, that is it. We will see you next week on the 81st episode of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman. I'm with Matt Deitch, and we will see you next week.